prioritize your prayer time with God or do you fly by the seat of the pants? We're going to discuss this. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Hello, Sean Paul with Life is Jesus Christ. Thank you again so much for joining me. We're going to be continuing this message about developing intimacy with God. And we are going to be talking about prioritizing our time and how it's important that we prioritize and make room for God in our schedules. I don't know about you, but I am super busy from the moment I wake up to going to bed. I am busy about doing something, but I know this. I have to put God first in my life because when I put God first in my life, he leads and guides and directs my steps. And in this time of prayer, by prioritizing to be with him, guess what? I am hearing his voice. He's leading and guiding me by his spirit to show me the way that I should go. So it's very, very profitable. It's very, very valuable that I actually prioritize uh, time with God and make him first. But before we get into that, we do need to wrap up uh, a commitment. We we were talking a little, little bit about making a commitment. We're talking about 11 steps of developing intimacy with God and the importance of of making a commitment. What kind of commitment are you going to make to God in order to develop this intimacy? And you know, commitment isn't just, you know, hey, I'm going to commit to go and pray or read the Bible or whatever it may be. Commitment is all areas of our lives because when we're committed to God, it develops a greater level of intimacy. And you know, a lot of times I try to use analogies and it's the same thing if it's marriage. When my wife knows and she knows that I'm committed to her, I'm committed to her safety. I'm committed to our intimacy. I'm committed to our purity. I'm committed as far as purity in her marriage. I'm committed to uh, budgeting the finances with her. I'm committed to her in all areas in marriage. And what does that do? I believe it builds a great level of intimacy together. And again, we talked about before, intimacy isn't just about sex. Intimacy is many, many forms and many different types of intimacy. So I'm just saying that that the more I'm committed to my wife, guess what? It's going to build a greater level of intimacy. Amen? So let's just go ahead and pick up where we left off last time. You know, make sure that your commitment is in line with his will for your life. You know, you know, as far as in my my life and ministry and in what I do and where I work and where I go, I believe in my heart. First and foremost, I want God's will in my life. I don't want to do anything else in my life other than the plan of God. And I can tell you this, I've been serving God for 33 years. This is our, it was just our anniversary this month, 33 years of serving God. And I can tell you this, I have served God and, you know, kind of said, yeah, God, you know, I'll do your will, but these are come some areas in my life that I'm going to go ahead and kind of take the wheel. But you know what? I've just learned it ain't worth it. It just isn't worth it. It's not worth the pain. It's not worth the frustration. And over that time, I've just learned how to hear the voice of the Lord and just follow his steps. And guess what? I have less drama. I have more peace. I don't have frustration, anxiety in my life. I have joy. You know, so to me, it's just better to be committed to his plan and say, hey, you know what? It sounds good. It sounds like something I might want to do as far as it meaning something that I might want to do. Well, guess what? I'm just not going to go there because I've just learned it's not worth it. So if you're new in Jesus, you know, 
I do highly recommend that you do seek your pastor and spiritual leadership in seeking God's will and plan for your life. Because, you know, when you first get into that and when you first get into following his plan for your life, sometimes it might be a little fuzzy. Sometimes I'm not going to say confusion. I don't like that word. But sometimes, you know, you might kind of get two different directions in your life and you have to discern which path to take. And and I just firmly believe that, you know, having a pastor in your life, spiritual leadership in your life is the way to go. And they can aid and help you in discovering that path that God has for your life. And I'll tell you this, just, you know, it was last week I was talking to my uh, my pastor and uh, I've been connecting my church for 33 years. And, uh, you know, I was talking to him and uh, I was sharing with him some of the plans that I'm doing in ministry. And uh, I was in including him on some of the plans as well. And uh, at the end, I've been doing, I've been serving the Lord for 33 years. What did I do? I said, Pastor, is there anything that you're seeing here or detecting or discerning that maybe I'm not going in the right direction? See, I'm still open for correction. You know, and I say that and I stress this because we're living in a world today where so many people, I'm sorry, if you're offended by me saying this, are just so rebellious. They don't want to submit. They 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 don't want to submit to any type of spiritual authority. And and they they think that they can go out and just do it on their own, but they don't understand that God places men and women in our lives to aid and help us to walk the right path that he has for us. Now again, I'm not I don't call my pastor every morning and check in with him. That's not how it works at least in my life. Now again, if you're new in Christ, you might check in with your pastor once every 2 weeks or however your church is structured, they may have a leadership staff that maybe uh they put somebody in your life, you know, however it may be. But you know, I'm just saying I've been doing it for 33 years. I still check in with my pastor. I still honor him and put uh, have a he has a place in my life, and I want to hear his voice in my life for him to say, "Yeah, you know what? I think it sounds good. Yeah, I perceive this is the right direction that God is wanting you to go in." And then also make a list of concrete steps that you can make towards living a committed life. You know. Uh, I like, I'm a guy of action. I, I, I like to have action plans. I like to develop, you know, what, what are we going to do to get where we want to go? And I'll just show you something. I know this is kind of geeking out, you know, but this is something I've got. This is just a, a spreadsheet that I create and I follow by, you know, and it basically it's a day to day, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And there's just tasks that I have that I do day in and day out. So what I did is I just created this sheet. So I'm just saying, you know, what is your action plan in making a commitment to God? That is just so important that you that you will sit down and say, you know what, these are some things that I want to do uh, in my life. These are how uh, things I want to achieve uh, as far as in making a commitment to God. This is where I want to go. This is where I feel like God has taken me. And these are some realistic action plans that I can do as far as in order to get there. And then, you know, the important part is that you're making progress. You know, one thing, uh, uh, you know, maybe you know, maybe you don't know, but I developed a website called lifeisjesuschrist.com. Uh, I just started build that probably about uh, probably about a month ago. Uh, and, and now it's done. It's operational, the whole nine yards. But behind that 
it took me three to four months to even get to the point of just actually creating that website. So see, what I'm trying to say is sometimes you just got to celebrate your progress. You know, don't get down on yourself that you just didn't get where you wanted to be as far as, uh, you know, maybe you said six months ago, I'm going to get this done by this time frame. Don't beat yourself up. I just believe there's baby steps in fulfilling the plan and purpose that God has for your life. You got to take those baby steps. You got to enjoy the journey, allow God to lead and guide you. And as you do it, you're going to see the progress. And again, no matter how small that progress is, celebrate in the Lord that you have made this progress. You know, there's just so many areas in my life that I work on. Again, I'm just kind of a weird guy. You know, my wife says, there's just not a lot of people like you. You're just so weird, you know. And I, hey, I take that as a compliment. I love it. I know my wife says it in a loving way, but I'm just telling you, I like making progress in my life. I, I physically exercise in the morning. I go out and run. I, I enjoy running. Um, and, you know, I even make plans on how to even run longer and further. You know, I just constantly think about these things. I just got back from the doctor. I didn't like my blood uh, results about a month ago <clears throat> or, excuse me, about two weeks ago. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just, you know, it was borderline in some areas, you know. So, so I'm just making action plans to fix it. So I met with a nutritionist today. And so see, I am devising plans in my mind. I'm making concrete steps to make commitments to get areas fixed in my life so I can have optimum health, divine health in God. So when I'm 85 years old, I'm still kicking it for Jesus. And that's what I'm doing, you know. So Again, you might say, dude, you're just too weird for me. You're just too high on Jesus. Well, you know what? That's that's good for me. I love it. So just find your place in God. Find out where you want to go and start making commitments to it. And I believe and I just believe this. As you do this, you're going to find the intimacy with God grow more and more. You're just going to fall in love with Jesus. You're going to fall in love with God so much because you're seeing yourself making these concrete steps to get things done in your spiritual walk, to become uh, just just stronger in God, uh, rel- more reliant on God, more of an intimate relationship with God. And I'm just telling you, it's going to be an exciting time for you and Him in your life. I'm in. So let's go ahead and just uh, step in to the next part of uh, the 11 steps of creating intimacy with God, and that is prioritize your time. You know, I opened up with this as far as in the podcast, the radio message. And, and you know, to me, I believe that we've got to say, God, you are first. You know, and again, how does that first look for you? You've got to make that decision. And so, you know, I believe that we need to spend time with God all day long. I just believe that. That's just this type of life I have. I'm not bragging or boasting. It's just who I am. I'm just so dependent upon God. And I just believe that I... You know, I'm always checking in with him. I'm always just kind of saying, hey, is this cool with you? Is this right? You know, I'm just always checking in. Just like today after the nutrition uh, consultation with the nutritionist, I went to the store to get some fiber. We discussed that I need more fiber in my life. So, you know, I was looking at the different fibers on the shelf and one costs this, one costs that. And, you know, I just need some sorting out on that. So, you know, why not check in with God? Why not get the peace of the Holy Spirit while you're making that decision? I just believe when you do that, God's going to lead you in the right way. So, again, it's the same thing here. You've got to prioritize your life. 
You got to block out time with God to say, hey, you and me, we're going to meet at this certain time. You know, so see, you got to find out what's the best time for you. I know there are people that, that spend time with God before they go to bed. I could never do that in the sense of saying that I could not say, okay, I'm going to sit down and read the word and I'm going to spend time in prayer. What's going to happen in 10 minutes when I do that? Like that. I'm snoring, not snoring, but I'm sleeping heavy, going to sleep, and I am just not even paying attention to what I'm supposed to be doing. So, you know, who am I? What type of person am I? I'm this type of guy that when I open my eyes, I'm not saying that I always do, but for the most part, I got a smile on my face and I'm ready to roll. You know, my mom, she was here <laughs> probably about two months ago and it kind of brought back memories because my mom is like, you know, she's the sweetest lady in the world. She's so precious, but I'm just telling you, you don't mess with her in the morning. <laughs> so I'm just saying that I'm just one of these guys that I'm just perfect as far as, you know, spending time with God in the morning. And that's my... That's that's my mojo, man. That's just who I am. In the morning, I I want to be spend that t quiet time with God. It works best for me. And so, see, to me, this is what you got to do. You got to dedicate your time to God in prayer, reading the Bible, worship, and you know, it's just just developing this time of intimacy with God. And as you do that. And you're consistent with it. And don't beat yourself up if you're not. Don't beat yourself up if you don't get it right the first time. Man, just, just, that's the worst thing that you can do. You can set this time and say, God, the Holy Spirit, I need help on this. Jesus, just help me get to that place where I want to go and spend time with God in the mornings. And I promise you, the Holy Spirit will help you. It's kind of like, it's kind of like me and running. You know, sometimes we have teams down here. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'm away from running for about a week or two weeks. And you know what? It, it, it takes time to get back into it. It takes time to, to get that routine back down. Even though I have been running for quite some time, it still takes time. Sometimes it just takes time to get out of bed and say, dude, you are running. You're getting up and you're going to go out and run. And, you know, so what I'm saying is, is there might be some mornings that I do skip in getting that running pattern back up again. And, you know, it's just like we just got back from El Salvador. We were gone two weeks. And it, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to say it kicked my butt trying to get back. You know, we're at 7,000 feet. I was at probably 100 feet sea level uh, as far as uh, in El Salvador for, for those two weeks. When I came back, that hit me. And then again, not really running and exercising for two weeks. That hit me. So see, this morning, I finally got back to 50 minutes and I just felt awesome. But in that time, I did mess up. I did not run as long as I wanted to. There were mornings I said, I'm not running. But see, guess what? I said this morning when I got done running, I said, I'm back. So see, that's what we got to do. We got to just don't beat ourselves up and 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 don't don't be too hard on ourselves, but continually make those baby steps. And one day after another day after another day, all of a sudden you're going to see yourself where you just know that you know your life is based on prayer, reading the word, spending time with God in worship. So see, we've got to prioritize this time. Now, the next one is set reasonable expectations for a dur duration of your quiet time. You know, 
I just think myself personally, I just think the biggest mistake we can make is say, bless God, I'm going to be in prayer one hour every day. You know, I just don't agree with that. I know that there was a minister one time uh, that I was reading his book and that's exactly what he did. He just said, I'm going to spend one hour a day in prayer every day, no matter what. And he fell flat on his face. He really didn't even enjoy the prayer time. He went to God and said, God, I just don't even enjoy this time that we're uh, spending time together. It just seems like more work than anything else. And God says, you know, he said that he felt like God replied back to him. He said, well, I don't even enjoy it with you either. And it wasn't that that God doesn't enjoy time being with us, but it was just he was doing it with a wrong heart, wrong attitude. And so, see, it's like, how's God going to get enjoyment out of it? It's kind of like you forcing your kid to spend time with you. Like, hey, we're going to go spend time together. And 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 as you spend time together, uh, the kid's just complaining the whole entire time. You know, it's that's not enjoyable. So it's kind of like the same thing. You know, when we go to our prayer closet, to me, it should be a time of refreshing, a time of enjoyment to be in the presence of God. So, see, to me... I would say, hey, look, if I'm new to, to prayer, I would say, okay, we're going to be doing 10 minutes, God. And you know, in time, let's just see if we can increase that. And see, I believe in you, my heart, at least in what happens to me, like today, I I went into prayer like uh, 917 and, uh, and, you know, and that was in combination with, uh, with uh, studying. And I didn't look at the clock and say, okay, uh, at 1017, I'm going to be done and we're going to be, I, I, I'm over with. That did not happen. No, I just came to prayer. I turned my chair around. I look out the window. I like looking out the window where I pray. And uh, I was praying. And it's probably about 15 minutes. I was like, okay, you know, I feel peace. Thank you, Lord. It was great spending some time with you. But now I want to dig in the word. You know, so I, again, not setting time. I, I went probably to about, I think it was 10 20, 10, 25, uh, probably around that time frame. Again, I'm not looking at the clock. To me, it's just, you know, I'm spending time. So it's like when I spend time with my wife, I don't look at the clock. I don't watch the time. No, I just go and spend time. I enjoy being with the Lord. Then there's times that things spill over to an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours. But sometimes it's a 20 minute thing. So see, to me, that's the relationship that I have and that's the prioritization that I have with the Lord uh, as far as in spending time with him. And I think it works for me. And that's kind of what the minister said in the book. And that's kind of how I received it. But again, to me, my relationship with God is all day long. And I continually converse with him all day long. And I spend time with him all day long. The next one is to be intentional. <clears throat> you know, we have to be intentional. And it means to to do something on purpose or de deliberate. You need to be deliberate and pur pur purposeful about your prayer time. It should be something that you want to enter into. It should be something that you want to do on a daily basis. And the way I fix that and the way it works in my life is I just go to Holy Spirit, I need you your help. I need you to help me, give me this desire and the power to consistently spend time in prayer and spend time with him and develop a relationship with the Lord and, and spend time with you and, and Jesus. Guess what? That desire comes forth, it bubbles up. 
I have this uh, desire that I believe is from the Lord and he gives me the power to do so. So see, to me, that's how it works for me. So when prioritizing, you sh- you are saying to God, you're important in my life. So see, to me, if you said, hey, look, Joe, I want to spend every morning with you in a Bible study at, at the local coffee shop and, and do this Bible study. Let's just do this Bible study five days a week. Well, you know what? Joe says, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's meet at eight o'clock every morning. And again, I'm not saying you have to meet God at a specific time exactly every morning. You know, if you want to do that, that's up to you. But, you know, to me, I'm a little bit flexible. But again, God knows that I'm going to spend time with him that morning. God knows that, that it's that priority. It's priority to me. It's important to me. It's del- I d- deliberately want to spend time with God. So, Again, with Joe, what would happen if Joe showed up on Monday, but then he skipped Tuesday, didn't even make a phone call at all, and showed up on Thursday? You think, you think you're going to really want to have a Bible study with Joe? I'm not saying that God will say, well, I just don't even want to spend time with you in prayer. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it could be discouraging, and it could be like, does Joe really want a relationship with me? So see, you got to really, really kind of look at it that way. And then before we go, I'm just kind of, kind of try to uh, peruse to this one. We got a few minutes. Choose a place to have quiet time with the Lord. You know, find a quiet, comfortable place where you can uh, have uninterrupted time with God. You know, I understand sometimes uh, we live in small spaces. We have family. You know, these are things that you're going to have to work out and figure out, uh, you know, and then create a space that feels peaceful, conducive. Uh, uh, it, uh, it's, it's, you know, a cozy corner in your home, a park bench, a quiet room, uh, in your church. Maybe you, you could go to your church and pray, whatever it may be, you know, to me, like in my, in my life, I come in here, this is my office. You know, as you can see in the background, I got plants, you know, I got other plants over here, over here. I love plants. You know, I got a bird feeder out my window so I can watch the birds. So see, to me, this is my this is my cozy environment. Now, it's not a place to sleep. So see, you know, when we enter into prayer time, you know, you don't want it so cozy that, you know, now you're going to sleep, you know. So, and I sit in my chair. I like my office chair. It's comfortable. You know, I can lean back, you know, and I can put my feet up over here. Just kind of, again, I like watching the birds come to the feeder and stuff like that as well. So see, to me... This is my place of prayer. You know, when I, uh, you know, I just live with my wife. My children are grown and gone. But, you know, there's times I'll say, baby, I'm going to go up to my office and pray. You know, that's just, I, this is where I like to go pray. I, I like to put on some music, uh, you know, maybe not, uh, you know, maybe turn on a, a low light or whatever it may be. So also, you know, consider uh, having such elements, you know, soft music, uh, you know, I would hope you'd want soft Christian music, not romance music from, you know, uh, I can't remember the guy's name or Chicago or whatever, you know, <laughs> you know, let's put on some Christian soft music, maybe some praise, praise music, you know, some something to hype you up, you know, whatever it may be, you know, headsets, you know, I got uh, it's it's well, it's kind of plugged in, but, you know, I got the headsets here. I throw my headsets on. You know, so then uh, can kind of tune out any other kind of noise uh, that might distract me. Again, low lighting, whatever it may be. You know, I'm just trying to give you some ideas. You know, so there's all kinds of ways to pray. There's kinds of rooms to pray in or whatever it may be. But you got to find what's right for you. And that's really what it comes down to. 
Um, and then eliminate distractions. You know, tell your family members, hey, I'm going to go to the office. I'm going to shut the door. Well, then when I go to my office and shut the door, my wife kind of really kind of knows that, you know, just don't barge in. If you got to kind of sneak in and maybe print something off the printer or whatever, just kind of come in respectfully or whatever. Turn off your phone um, or place it in silent mode, you know. These, are, these things are huge in distraction as far as distracting you from prayer time. I would advise you to not even bring them to prayer time if you can. You know, some have pe people have music on them, you know, or whatever it may be. Your Bible app might be on there. Whatever it may be, because, you know, my Bible app, it's not just my Bible. I've got oodles and oodles and oodles of things that I could uh, research and look at. So I kind of like, you know, doing my Bible study on my computer. There's no distraction from my phone and my Bible software is there. And then my notes is here. So see, I can sit here and study God's word and just be free from distractions. I mean, you know, also, you know, uh, allow yourself to relax and be fully present at the moment, letting go of your stress and worries. You know, I understand we go to prayer uh, to express our concerns to the Lord just express them and give them to them. Walk away from them, you know. You know, open your prayer time with just letting go. Just saying, you know, I just, I, I am not going to take this worry anymore. I'm walking away from this worry. Worry, I bind you. I rebuke you. And I am not going to bring you into this uh, time of prayer. You know, just let it go. You know, ask God to help you enter in. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you enter in. Uh, and there's just a couple other things, you know, choose, a, again, we talk about choose a comfortable place, but choose a comfortable posture as well. You know, I know some people kneel. You know, some people lie down on their on their uh, face, you know, as far as I've seen people do it, you know. Um, I like to sit. I just like to sit in a chair. It works for me. Uh, when I uh, pray in a corporate environment, like at a church or whatever, and there's a, you know, prayer time as far as a prayer group, I like to walk around. You know, that's just kind of like how I like to pray. And sometimes in the mornings, you know, after I get done running, I'll, I'll uh, walk and I'll pray as well. So, you know, you just got to find what works for you. What's right for you? What's working with you and God? I mean, and then just be intentional. You know, some people go way out on this, but to me, I just like to keep things simple. I've just kind of already explained that to you. I just like to keep my time of prayer simple. I don't like to complicate it. I just like to go to God. Uh, I show honor and respect to him. I worship him, you know, uh, but at the same time, you know, I just try to keep prayer simple. I just don't want complexity to it. But there's some people that, that like all that. They got all these complex journals and all these things. That's cool for them. But it's God's not saying you have to be a cookie cutter and do exactly the same as somebody else. Well, anyway, we need to close. Pray that pray that this was a blessing to you, encouraged you. Uh, to just enter into prayer more so, be more committed into your walk with God. And uh, as far as, you know, prioritizing your prayer time, because next time we're going to talk about actual prayer itself. So let's go ahead and pray before we go. Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray for all those that are listening. I just pray that you help them prioritize you into their lives. And I just praise you and thank you that you're helping them make solid commitments, reasonable, solid commitments in serving you. And I just praise you and thank you to God. You're going to show up and show off in their life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And as always, I encourage anybody and everybody that's listening that you just make the steps of making Jesus the Lord of your life. It's simply as saying, Jesus, I believe that you died upon the cross for my salvation, for my sins. You shed your blood for my sins. 
you 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 were buried and you rose again three days later. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of all my sins and thank you that you're going to use me for your kingdom. Show me where I need to go and be disciple, what church body you want me to be a part of and help me find a place where I need to serve in your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. It's that simple. You pray that prayer. You are now a child of the kingdom of God and you have eternal life. Well, God bless you again. Thank you so much for watching and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. This is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.